0: welcome to another episode of ask danny well i tell you over the years i have been asked thousands of home improvement questions so each week here on ask danny i'll bring in one of my expert friends and we'll tackle some of your questions share a few tips and also tell you a few entertaining stories to help you out with your project so remember next time you have a question ask danny this week, our guest is Shannon Yotis, who goes by That Tile Chick. A lot of things going on on social media, but also she knows what she's doing when it comes to tiles. Shannon, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, i tell you what, you know, we get, I mean, probably some of the most frequent questions we get are about tile and ceramic and different things when to use what you know um we we talk about all the time how people get online they try to do their homework and they get more confused than than anything Mm -hmm. else on so many different opinions out there that's why it's great to have someone like you that loves to talk about tile and can you know kind of uh, separate some of these myths that are out there and and one of them is about um, the proper flooring You, you know years and years ago. It was accepted in some areas of the country, and I don't know why that um, so many tile contractors would glue right down to a wood subfloor, you know, three quarter inch wood subfloor. That almost makes you cringe, I bet, doesn't it?
1: Yes, I mean, technically, you can do it. I mean, we as far as we have what's called the tile Bible, and um, it it is technically allowed, but you have to have a certain thickness. your joy spacing needs to be correct. and but it's not recommended, and I also believe you need to use a certain thinset. So, and I don't think that's widely available today to every homeowner. So, yeah,
0: you know, I would not yeah. suggest it. I know You're always going to have. I, I think of when someone's building a house. You know, inevitable, it's going to get some rain on it. So you get rain on yeah. it, you, your plywood swelling up a little bit. You know, you move through it. Finally, you get you know the house dried in, and maybe the humidity goes down. But still, it just seems like there's always movement in plywood. So um, what do you use mostly? Do you go down with a cement backer board or do you use any other um, um, coupling type of um, membrane underneath your tile?
1: So I always use a uncoupling membrane, whether it's the Schluter-Ditra. There's other manufacturers out there, Laidecree, Ardex, they also make uncoupling membranes which is very similar to the Schluter-Ditra. Schluter-Ditra is more widely available but um, yeah, I always use an uncoupling membrane. Almost always, even on cement.
0: Yeah, you know that's a great company there. I, um, we've dealt with them quite a bit, and they've uh, always helped out a lot of contractors and homeowners as well. But now, if you're if you're going down on um, a concrete slab, let, let let's let's say real common scenario. We have a 50-year-old bathroom. We have ceramic on the floor. Can I go over it or do I remove it? And how do you respond when someone um, asks that question?
1: It depends because it always depends. And I think that this is where people get confused because if you Google that, you might get some people saying it's totally fine. Some people saying no, no, no. But it really, the tile that you're, here's a good rule to follow. Mm-hmm. The tile that you are installing is only as good as what it is stuck to. So if you are setting tile on top of existing tile and that existing tile is in poor shape, your new tile installation will likely fail. So if you have a tile installation that is solid, you know, in other words, it's an older house, like you mentioned, maybe it was set on top of a mud bed. And there's, you know, it's just too much to demo. Mm -hmm. So, and solid, there's nothing, there's no cracks. There's no loose tiles. Everything's good. So you're like, okay, I can probably tile over this. But you have to use a product that is for tiling over tile. And they make this primer. You can get um, MAPE Eco Prim Grip, which it's a roll-on. You usually, you, you basically use a nap roller. You roll it on. I would do, like, at least two coats, let it dry really well, and always follow the instructions. But it's always important to make sure that the actual thing, whatever you're tiling to eat, this even goes for just the substrate. It has to be in good condition, otherwise your, your install will fail and fall apart.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great advice. I, bl- I certainly believe mm-hmm. that. And and the thing about it that a lot of homeowners need to be aware, you know, you're putting your tile down, and you know it may be quarter inch, and your it you know adhesive adds a little bit of thickness to it. You know, you have a situation with the toilet say, in a bathroom that mm-hmm. you have to make sure that that is handled properly on the flange there, yep. and then you have encroachment on um, the vanity. You know, all of a sudden your toe kick uh, looks a little odd, and then you have yeah. you know the the trim. Some of the the definition and so forth on the trim is mm-hmm. off a little bit. Those are some of the things. And then you've got the, the the toe stubber when you come in right at the doorway. Yep. Um uh, But you're right. If it's on a mud bed, it almost takes dynamite to get that out of there. And then yeah. a lot of times, you know, because of that mud bed, might be three-quarters of an inch plus the tile, you're removing mm-hmm. that. Then you're only putting in traditional tile without a mud bed, of course. Uh, all of a sudden, you got a, a a gap there that you're having to deal with. So, um, I agree with you. It it all depends on that. And uh, but there's a lot of floors out there that are nice and flat that I've seen people put it, mm-hmm. put it down on top of it, be very successful. But the primer yeah. is um, a great idea. Hey, let's switch to the outside a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you recommend on someone that wants to dress up that front porch, that front concrete porch, or any other landing, patio, or so forth? What are some of the guidelines when you're dealing with installing tile on an outdoor surface that may get a little bit of rain on it from time to time?
1: So I would always recommend using porcelain as the material. Uh, There is great ceramics out there. Porcelain is just much more durable. You have to remember that outdoors, if you are in an area like you know, the East Coast where you're very prone to freeze thaw, you have to make sure you're using a thin set or an adhesive that is rated for that. Not all adhesives are rated for outdoor applications. And therefore, when you get, say, if you have a spot that is exposed to direct sunlight, or you know, you you're under snow and your ground is frozen. When that thaws, the tile can literally just pop up off of the surface, so we don't want that happening. In addition to that, you want to make sure you prep the surface really well. A lot of outside concrete, you know, um, the patios, the front porches, mm-hmm. they're, they're always sloped away from the house and then they're like graded towards the street depending on the orientation of the property. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get a truly level surface to tile to, but you also want to make sure you don't have any like low spots or dips so that when you're installing the tile, it's nice and flat and you're not having, you know, buildup of water in one spot, which will then essentially grow mold. Uh, So there's a lot of things that have to happen. And then you can also use Similar, it's similar to, like, the Schluter-Ditra, but not really. They have similar properties. They do similar things. So they, it's called a roll-on anti-fracture membrane. Hmm. And so it comes in a liquid form, and, I, you know, um, the one that's most widely available retail is uh, Redguard. And it's like when you open it up, it's kind of like, it's almost like a liquid plastic, it feels like. You roll it on and, again, always read the instructions. I believe that they require two coats and a minimum thickness of some sort. So it's always good to read the manufacturer instructions of any product you're using. And they'll give you all the guidelines, the restrictions, anything it can and cannot do. So I think that would be a great way to protect maybe an outside surface from cracking and transferring to the tile. You can always fill any low spots in an outside area with um, like a concrete patching compound to make it flat like you would just use a level or a straight edge to screed it off. You just don't want any like low-lying spots where water can collect and create that mold situation in your grout joint.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That would that would certainly ruin a nice-looking uh, tile job over the years there. And the Red Guard yeah. uh, from our friends at Custom Building Products really... Mm-hmm is uh, quite the standard in a lot of the waterproofing and and a lot of the situations where you make that uh, tile really adhere very well. Now, I've heard from a lot of people, of course, over the years, uh, Shannon, it seems like people have really been empowered to do a lot of tile jobs themselves. Maybe they start off with a small foyer. They certainly feel good and gratified with that, and they go to something bigger. But one of the frustrations I hear a lot about is people cleaning all of the grout you know, because it's 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 kind of an unusual process when you take the grout and you're using your grout float to work it in. You got to get it down in there, then you're left with quite a mess. What are some of the tips there for people to be able to make that cleanup a little easier? Because it can be a challenge.
1: So when installing the grout, I always like to use what I call the two bucket system. So I will have one bucket with clean water. Well, you start out with two clean buckets, but Basically, when you're grouting, you use the use the sponge, wet it, clean up your grout. Then you dip it in your what I call a dirty bucket. Then you wring it out, and then once it's wrung out and you don't have any of that grout residue left on the sponge, then you dip it in the clean water and wring it, and then you wipe again. So it's almost near it's near impossible to get like to have no grout haze while you're grouting mm-hmm. especially with some of the stronger grouts that's on the market today with the acrylic and epoxy it's very hard but th- this method will help alleviate that a lot and then also once your grout is dry I recommend going and using a grout haze remover there's uh, there's a lot on the market I use specifically I use um a grout haze remover called Bostik Blaze. And you can get that retail at like a foreign decor. And if you don't have a store, you can, I'm pretty sure you can get it like on Amazon or mm-hmm. um, where else. At Florin Decor, their website, they ship. So it's an amazing product. You spray it on and you leave it for like five minutes or so. Then you just use a dry microfiber rag and you wipe it off. It works really well. I use really strong grout. And when I'm done grouting, I like to go over and use this for any of those stubborn spots where the grouches will not come off the tile. Um, yeah, that's my process. But I want to mention really quick, since we're on this subject, for cleaning grout, um, I want to just put out there to everybody, when you are cleaning anything in your bathroom or any tile surface, to use a pH-neutral cleaner, um, something like, I'm pretty sure uh, Zep makes a pH neutral cleaner Mm -hmm. that you can get at any, you know, any store. And there's some other better ones out there as well. And then I also love the Bona products for hard surface cleaning. And they also make an antibacterial one, too, if you're worried about bacteria, like the bathroom in the kitchen. But it's pH neutral, doesn't have a strong smell. Like bleach and vinegar can definitely ruin your grout and corrode it and just eat it away over time. And then essentially it attracts, it'll leave a film on the tile and the grout because your grout is very porous and rigid. So it will leave a film and then it actually attracts her over time. So while I know everybody wants to run for the bleach bottle, not always the best thing to clean your tile.
0: No, I agree. I agree try to push away from that as much as possible. That's that's yeah. good. That's some great tips. Cuz it can be very frustrating you get to that point and you're you're ready to wrap up the project and, and wash your hands and uh yeah. and that 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 little bit of haze keeps coming back so that that'll help out a lot. What do you, what do you think some of the biggest mistakes that homeowners make when they install tile? Um,
1: not reading instructions.
0: <laughs> you're not picking on us men, are you? Are you starting no. to pick on us men? We <laughs>
1: Uh, I love, like, uh, every product out there, there is what's called a data sheet, and it will tell you, it will give you, like, the limitations of the product, like, it cannot be installed over this, or you cannot use it for this, et cetera, et cetera, and um, there'll be still, uh, quote, anti-standards in there, all of these important things that will give you concrete, factual information, not just people's opinions online, which I think is extremely important because I always I always defer to what the manufacturer recommends and that is because they've created the product, they've tested it, they know the limitations and I'm going to listen to them over somebody on YouTube. And that's always where I think that some homeowners will fail is that they listen to an opinion and they don't get their own information. The information is there. Um, Usually on the back of the product itself, it will tell you which data sheet to look at, or it will have some installation guidelines right there. Always double-check with that. It's great to get somebody's opinion online that you trust, but always double-check with the manufacturer to make sure that you're following their recommendation.
0: Yeah, I certainly agree with you on that. And, you know, the same goes for, you know, in following instructions on just like certain grouts and certain adhesives that, you know, people mix them up to a certain consistency and they go, okay, well, I'm ready to go. But so many of them have that five-minute waiting time. Then you have to come back and stir again. And that's something that a lot of people really aren't familiar with, but so important to make that product perform like it is supposed to perform. So, that's yeah. so another good, another good um, information. Hey, we're talking with Shannon uh, Yodas, and we are going to come back in just a minute, and she's going to share a unique story with you. Hey, if you have a question about your home or just need a little help with the project, head over to ask. Use the form there to send photos, share what you're working on, and ask us any question at all. So Shannon, I'm sure um, over the years you've dealt with a lot of different things to do with tile, and there's always a story that emerges from it. What uh, what can you share with us in terms of a story?
1: So I work a lot in other people's homes, and in those homes, people have pets, just like me. And I love animals. They, you know, they actually make the day so much better. So. A lot of times people are like, oh, I'll put up my dog or I'll, you know, keep them here, keep them there. My cat, I'll make sure they're out of the way. And I'm like, no, it's fine. You know, if you look at my social media, you'll see I will be holding people's dogs. I let them hang out with me while I'm working. It's totally (laughs) fine. They're always stealing my tools. No problem. (laughs) It's like it's like working in an office and having a dog there. It's the greatest thing. So this isn't a personal story of mine, but. Um, to preface, it's a very close call because we, when we're working on someone's shower, you know, we typically we're opening the subfloor. There's plumbing that has to be moved, et cetera. So we were working on someone's home and they had a cat. We opened up the subfloor and um, we went home one day. We came back the next and we had put the plywood down so that, you know, I don't know. She had a little kid, so we didn't want the kid to go in there and maybe fall into the subfloor. It was on the second story. Mm -hmm. We came in the next morning, and we pulled up the plywood, and out came this black blob just running out. So (laughs) their cat was trapped in the subfloor overnight, and we felt terrible. But so cats are very mischievous, and they get into absolutely everything. And I'm very grateful that it was only overnight, and we didn't actually harm the cat but I have a very good friend that called us one day and was like, you are not going to believe what just happened to me. I went on an estimate and um, the homeowner just had gotten two kittens. She was only going to adopt one, but they, you know, they were brother and sister, so she got both. And he went over to just do an estimate on doing a backsplash. So he leans over the kitchen counter to take a measurement. He pulls out his tape, pulls the measurement. You know, the tape snaps back. And, you know, if you're taking a measurement, like your your front foot, like you just like kind of, I don't know, bend over the mm-hmm. counter and mm-hmm. your front foot's forward. He pulled his front foot back just to like turn around and talk to the homeowner. And he stepped right on the cat.
0: Oh. On the kitten. Oh, boy. A little small one. It, wow.
1: Yes. And so he... He was like, I froze. I didn't know what to do. I looked down, and the cat just made this yelp noise. And the lady, I, he said the lady was just like, oh, my God, my cat. He bent down to grab the cat, and they got in the car. They got in his truck, grabbed the homeowner in the truck, and they ran to the emergency room, and the cat didn't survive. Oh, but wow. But he wow. just felt horrible. And, you know... It was, it was really interesting because I'm like, man, I never tell the homeowners to put up their animals or put them away because I love them. And I'm like, wow, like it's it just anything can happen. You know, I've seen videos of cats being stuck in the walls and things like that. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just it's a wake up call for me as a contractor in people's homes, because as much as I really love their animals to be around, I couldn't imagine being responsible for their demise. So, yeah, of
0: course not. Well, you know, that's, and, and I agree with you. I love to have animals around and, and of course, kids are always very curious as well. And yeah. but, uh, boy, there's so many things that can happen, you know, during a construction project, no matter how minor it is. So mm-hmm. that is, that is a shame from that standpoint. Well, Shannon, tell yeah. me this, um, last little tidbit of advice overall to um, our listeners uh, that are thinking about doing some tile work. Uh, what's just a, a, advice from someone like you that's done so many projects?
1: So my biggest piece of advice is read the instructions. Um, If you are looking for, uh, I don't know, specific guidelines on anything, all the products will always have instructions. You can always double check. It's always great to get guidance from somebody you trust, but also just double check the information because even me, I don't know everything and I'm continually learning all the time. New products come out, new information is out there, new standards you know, come in and you just never know. So always double check. Best I night.
0: agree with you. I mm-hmm. agree with you on that. Even as stubborn men need to take the time <laughs> to read a few instructions there. Hey, I, I'll tell you, we enjoy so much uh, seeing you on uh, social media. Uh, t- tell our listeners where they can go right now and see some more of your great information.
1: I have full length YouTube videos on YouTube. You can find me at that tile chick and you can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and also TikTok. If you like TikTok, at that tile chick, and you can also check out my website thattilechick dot com. I've recently started writing some blogs for more in detail information and places you can go to get better information about tile.
0: Excellent, excellent. That's coming for someone that that knows what they're doing and knows how to do it right. Shannon, thanks so much for taking a little time away from your tile job right now to be with us here on the Ask Danny podcast. Hope we can do this again sometime.
1: Thanks for having me. Really appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Danny. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review and follow this podcast. I also invite you to visit todayshomeowner.com slash ask where you can send me any photos, ask any question, and let me know what topic you would like to hear more about. Hey, I look forward to sharing more with you next week. So remember, next time you have a question, Ask Danny.